Joe, do you pick out your food before you go to the restaurant or once you get to the restaurant? That's a very, very good question. Um, I'm a food regretter. Mm. Um, so I genuinely, that's tough. I, I look at a menu before I go. Okay. For sure. You don't, desi- like, you don't decide right before though? You know, I think I will generally look it over and be like, oh, that sounds good. But it's going to be an on-the-fly situation, and then I'm going to regret it mm-hmm. and wish I had gotten something else every time. Joe, can't live your life that way, man. How do you live? You just pick it out, don't even look at the menu? I don't even look at a menu. I'm just on my I, – I, I, call me old-fashioned. Call me, you know, over the hill, whatever you want. <laughs> I sit down and look at the menu and decide right then and there like oh that sounds good I'm gonna pick that oh, you do okay yeah yeah now now do you shut the menu after you have chosen so that way you don't see anything else or do you still skim I will generally look at the entire menu before like before I make a decision to make sure I'm not like completely out of line um yeah so I I don't I don't really have any food regrets normally um now, that decision is mostly easy because I know exactly what Katie's going to get before she walks into the restaurant because we're yeah. going to dinner next weekend for our anniversary. She has her dinner already picked out. It's a new place. Oh, really? Nobody's ever been there before. None, it, she already has it picked out. She knows exactly what, what she's going to get. Where are you, getting, where are you going and what, what's she getting? Uh, the where is a good question. It's an uh, Italian fusion <laughs> place in Detroit, and I cannot remember the name of it. Um, I just go where I get told. I get in the car and I say, yeah. "Where am I putting in the GPS?" She goes, "We're going here." And then I get there and I look at the re- menu and I order the food that I want to order. Um, All right, that's I. It's Katie is like astounded. Astound- She's like, "Well, what are you gonna get?" I'm like, I don't know. It's a week and a half away. I don't know what I'm gonna want. Right. What I'm gonna feel. I. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, you might not even feel like Italian that day. See, so. When you you say you look at the menu beforehand, how yeah. confident are you walking into the restaurant that you are going to pick a food item? That I'm like, well, I mean, I, I'm gonna eat something eventually. Sure, 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 uh, sure. I meant, do you like have a couple things picked out that you're like, all right, this it's gonna be between this and this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would say generally, if it's, uh, yeah, I would say there's a couple things that usually would stand out on a menu, and I'll be like, oh, you know, I saw this when I looked. You know, a week ago or whatever, that sounds pretty tasty. Then I'll see like chicken and waffles and be like, God damn it. All right. Everything's out the window. Who knows what we're going to get today? All right. So you have some (laughs) flexibility. Katie walks in and pretends to look at the menu, but has already picked it out. And she just can't believe. She can't believe that I like will look and peruse and decide between a couple of things. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would say. Every, almost every time I look at a menu ahead of time. I don't have it picked out, but I at least will look at it to just make sure that there's something on there that I, that I will like. Mm. No? Because okay. maybe there's something... Maybe I don't like anything on there. Maybe it comes from this, but I am... I'm a garbage can. I'll eat anything. I, <laughs> I have... Like, whatever the opposite of a picky eater is, I am that. Uh, there oh, are God. like What a I, problem. What a good problem. Yeah, there are like... five things i can count on one hand probably that i dislike uh and even then if it's cooked i probably like i'll probably just (laughs) it'll be fine like i don't like sardines but if you didn't tell me they were on the pizza and i just thought the pizza was salty i'd be like all right like just cover cover stuff with enough sauce you'll never you'll never know you're exactly right you're exactly right it all comes down to and so um i that's that's really what it comes down to is i just I know that I will find something that I will eat. I'm not picky. I'm not like I things. So really what it comes down to is the floor is that I will get something. And then yeah. the, the ceiling is it'll be something amazing. And then the floor is it'll be something <laughs> that's good because I, I like it anyway. So, well, that that's great. Uh, I'm, I'm happy for you and your belly. Um, you know, sometimes though, that menu is just too big and you hope that your significant other pick something that you also want to eat, and then you guys can do halvesies. Big split. I, I always, since Katie and I first started dating, we've always been a, we can't order the same thing. So it does help. Yeah. I'll give her that. It does help knowing that, okay, Katie's getting the salmon, so I'm not going to eat the salmon, right? 
because right. I'll eat Katie salmon when inevitably yeah. she wants some of my food and I want to take some of hers because it yeah it's it's a rule it's a household rule you cannot can't order the same thing on uh, when you're in a restaurant right. Dads. Welcome to Big Dad Energy, the journey of parenting and adulting through the eyes of two young dads. I'm your co-host, Joe Lopez, and with me, as always, is my co-dad, Jared Shemansky. Jared, how the heck are you? Joseph. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Halfway through my first week at work, feeling... Doing great. Feeling fine. I have to uh, get back in the routine of, like, waking up, getting the kids dressed, taking them to the... Katie's mom's house, that whole thing. Um, I stayed up yeah. way too late last night playing Zelda, so I'm very sleepy today. Um, Building shit, just anything. I I do not participate in Korok genocide, though. So I want that on the record. That what a wild game. I don't I, even play this game. I just TikTok has shown me it's so many things. Oh, it's the best game. It's the best game. People commit war crimes. <laughs> But it's really good. It's uh, it's I. It's one of those. So last night is a great example. Get on. It's like eight thirty. I got like two hours or something. Like an hour and a half, two hours until I like. All right, I gotta go to bed. And I had the plan that I was going to. There's like. It's so open world and so non-directional. You can just do whatever you want, right? And I was like, okay. Yeah. But they will give you like little markers of like, hey, I heard a rumor that if you go over here and jump down there'll be something for you over there like all right i'm gonna go explore that i want to go explore it but there's so there's so many different <laughs> smoke detectors i heard it it's chiming in <laughs> joe you gotta change those batteries man can't let it get to I this do. point oh that's the next segment oh god <laughs> uh so anyway so there's just so many different things so like shrines and like Things that you can just go one-off little adventures that you can just go do and they take like 15, 20 minutes, right? And caves that you can explore and shrines that you can do. Joe, I didn't even, yeah. ma- I never made it. I never made it to the thing I was trying to do. I I went and I did a couple of shrines and I had enough for an upgrade. So I went to this place to get the upgrade and then there was like a cave right next to it. So I went into the cave and I explored the cave for a while. And then it, all of a sudden it was 11 o'clock and I was like, I still have to do oh, the, I still have to unload the dishwasher and clean plumbing parts and before I go to bed. So, oh man, I, you know, what a night. Yeah. So, uh, suddenly, suddenly the night gets away from you. So it's just, and I never, I never even got to my objective. So dang, Crazy. It's just well, one of those tonight. games tonight, tonight, I'll get um, to it tonight. I'm, I'm, I'm banking. My God. I got to figure out where the smoke detector is. I have no idea. It's yep. somewhere hidden down in this basement. <laughs> Uh, but while I look from my chair, uh, how was your weekend? It was good. It was good. Um, I was gone last week, so I went up north. Yeah. Um, I got sunburned. I don't know if you can see it on the side of my face. Yeah, you look, you look brown and beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I've always wanted that. It was 60 degrees when I got sunburned out. I want everyone to know that it was not, <laughs> this wasn't an 80 degree beach day. I was in the lake, but that's cause I'm an insane person. And like, yeah, you know, it was sunny. So that's what you do. You get in the lake. Um, and also I'm from Michigan. So like cold weather is, is nothing. Um, but uh yeah so it was 60 degrees i tom made a fire my father-in-law made a fire at noon because that's what he does he just yeah got everything together cleaned up from breakfast walked outside threw some cardboard on the ashes from the night before and boom we had another fire going just keep the good vibes rolling did he stand by it holding a beer uh yes many many times and then he went up and split wood up at the garage and then brought it down in a in a wagon and dump more wood on the fire and then went and split more what wood. What a up. guy. That's that was his day. That was his entire day. He loved it. He had a great day. Um, <laughs> he loved it. <laughs> so I I sat by the fire and I sat in one spot and this cottage faces um I have to think think about my directions. It faces east. Okay. So I'm looking at the sun okay. is like top right of me as you can tell by the right side of my face and my left thigh are the two things got burned yeah that's it top right of my face left thigh the the 
Everything else was fine. Everything else, like, whatever. But the sun was just directly on those two very white parts of the side of my face and my, my left eye. So uh, I was in major pain coming off the weekend, but overall, it was a good time. Major pain? Major pain. Uh, overall, <laughs> it was a good time. Um, Katie survived with the kids. Uh, many pictures good. of Ben waking up in the middle of the night and crawling into bed with Katie and her sharing a bed with two children. So <laughs> um, lots, of, uh, lots of sleepless nights, but... Uh, um, yeah, so it was a it was a good weekend. It was a uh, fun, relaxing weekend. A lot of golf, a lot of just hanging out and relaxing by the fire, really, and just taking the time to be up north before I started my new job. So um, that's really all it was. Nice. Yeah. How that's about cool. you? How was your weekend? The weekend um, was a good weekend. Uh, Friday, I ran um, and picked up some beverages from our local bushes. I got some uh, simply peach drink, alcoholic beverage. Ooh. Uh, yeah, so like simply lemonade, but it's a yeah. peach variety pack. And uh, cracked one of these bad boys open and drank it. And I was like, ooh, this looks pretty good. And then I looked at the nutrition facts, and my God, uh, the sugar content on these damn drinks uh, yeah. will destroy your mouth. It's like an absurd amount of sugar in one of these cans. It's like 34% of your daily value of sugar is in one can. And I died a little, so I only that drank hurts. like two of them. Yeah, I was like, man, I can't can't do much of that. So we did that. Uh, and then Saturday was Core's last soccer game. Oh, yeah. Uh, still hate it. Nothing. Still hated it. Nothing. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Saturday afternoon... Kayla and Cora went to a baby shower. So it was going to be me and Grayson for the afternoon. And I was like, oh, well, we'll go do guy things. We'll go to Home Depot or build a bench or something. And uh, Grayson fell asleep at 1230 right as Kayla was leaving. And he slept until 4 o'clock when I woke him up. And then I got a text from Kayla like five minutes later saying, hey, I'm on my way home. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, so I like got some chores done. Like, yeah, cleaning. what an afternoon for you. Yeah, but in that amount of time, uh, the Sanborns texted me and said, hey, do you want to get the kids together to play and have dinner? And I said, yes. So they came over Saturday night, and we made patty melts and french fries and drank and listened to music and had a blast. Right on. Uh, that was a good time. And then Sunday, um, we woke up. And Cora, like, woke up, got out of bed, and just said, I want to go to Grandma Julie's house, Kayla's mom's house. And we were like, well, it's 7.30 in the morning. Like, Grandma Julie's still sleeping. You can't <laughs> go yet. Um, so we, like, had to occupy her for, like, two hours. And she's like, nope, got to go to Grandma's house. And we went over there and hung out for a little bit. But then I left, and I came home and... Did a little bit of tool time and nice. Um, built a. It's like a really mini fence. It's like a three foot long fence. Okay. Um, to cover up our um, gas meter so that doesn't look so ugly. Sure. Uh, so whipped that together in the afternoon. Uh, into the evening, I just have to stain it. But we had a couple of pallets that I ripped apart and made this fence out of. Some of just the absolute best woodworking, like tools palettes are just rip them apart yeah make whatever you want stain them up and yeah so these ones it, they weren't great palettes like as i was tearing them apart tearing up apart <laughs> you know that's not how tonight. it goes but i am tired man uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh but as i was like tearing these palettes uh like the other boards were like cracking in half so out of two pallets, I got, I don't know, 10 boards. But well, it worked. Yeah, well, it worked, and that's all that matters, right? Yeah. At the end of the yeah. day, the job got done. Yeah. So, did that. Uh, Kayla mowed the lawn. Um, it was a pretty good weekend. It was nice out. It was nice. It was, it was very nice out. Oh, God, I love that this weather is finally like, here for right now. Oh. It's going to be hot in the next like month. So. It's already hot. No. Although today I stepped out and it was chilly. It was I, like, chilly. I thought it that was going to be warm out. today, and I like it was. It was pretty chilly outside. I'm back in my basement, so the weather has. Yeah. I no longer have to worry about the weather. I'm back in the basement. Right. 
we're back there. Um, but yeah, so that's been good. We've been watching more Sweet Tooth. Uh, nice. I haven't really played video games in a while, which is kind of sad. I've been well, planning on it at night, but then my evening rolls around. I'm like, I just want to scroll. Well, and your kids are awake till Hogwarts. Like 10, your kids are awake till like 10 p.m. So no kidding, Grayson was awake till 11 two nights ago. Mm. Like, my God, dude, just go to bed. Like, just fall asleep. And he finally fell asleep on me on the couch. My other one. So he broke Will, broke a bottom tooth, like, uh, right before I left oh, her up north. Right. And, yeah. Uh, and then the last couple of nights, he wasn't sleeping, like, at all again. We're like, oh, no. T- this Today, he popped a top tooth. So he's got one bottom wow. and one top tooth. All in the span of, like, this same thing happened with Ben, too. I was hoping we'd skip it with Will, but, like, Ben was the same way. It was like as soon as one came in, they all. Just, it yeah. was like for a month he was just teething straight and just popping teeth. So it's crazy. Yeah, like you notice the first couple, but then after that, they just kind of all come through. Because mm-hmm. like I couldn't tell you when Cora popped her last tooth. Like no, I have no idea. You know, eventually they just have a full mouth of teeth. I know Ben um, ended up getting molars probably about a year ago. A year yeah. ago, right now, is when he got mo- his molars. But before then, you're like, he has a mouthful of teeth. I had, you know, yeah. molars you don't even see. For sure. Um, Cora's got her first canker sore. Ooh, ouch. Yeah, and that's kind of hard to explain to her because she keeps saying, like, out, like, Daddy, my tooth hurts. My tooth hurts. And like, you just went to the dentist. Like, mm-hmm. there's no way, your t- you know, your teeth hurt. I mean, I guess they could, but. Well. Kayla looked. Kayla looked in there today and found a, a canker sore. Mm. So, yeah, are, I get those a lot. I I have yeah. uh, often gotten. Actually, I had them. I had one last week. I, we talked right on the podcast. I like had one on my tongue and it like was killing me. So, yeah, um, yeah. So that's what uh, that's what I've been up to. The kids are just crazy too. They're just yeah. running around, you know, and goons and being able to be outside, which is nice. Grayson's at this age where can't leave him alone anymore because mm-hmm. he's not coordinated enough to do a lot of things and he also doesn't understand like he can't run away uh oh, yeah. the baby gate so, phase is where he's at yeah mm-hmm. but like uh you know so like we want to be outside and doing you know yard work whatever it might be like i could take core out front with me because we're doing a garden out front so we're ripping up grass and and have rocks put around and kayla's got flowers that she wants to put in the ground there um like we can't take grayson out with us because he'll just bolt like yeah he'll just run and like not understand you know we're cora we can say like hey can't you know don't go near the road and she won't um it's hard with gray right now because he just like he's right at that cusp where he just doesn't understand the rules yet and doesn't understand boundaries yet like enough to want to run and play and like hide and do that kind of stuff and it's the same thing like you want to go to zoos and stuff mm-hmm. and cora can walk around a zoo but grayson will just run yeah oh yeah <laughs> i'm with you uh will is just before that age obviously with like timing and stuff like that but right he's now crawling and he is a menace because he knows he can get wherever he wants but he's not quite coordinated enough to get there yeah. And that kid is he'll just crawl to anything. And over like I'm trying to put Ben's shoes on in the morning to get him to get out the door and I put Will on one side of the kitchen and before I can get the second shoe on, Will's already at the stairs trying to crawl out the back door like ready to go. Yeah. Like, Dude, I I need literally 30 seconds to do this. Please stop crawling. Sure. And he's, you know, nothing's it's not like he can listen to no, please sit for a minute or anything. You right. Know, he's just charging straight ahead, going off what he knows, which is to get out the door. So it's totally. just a, a wild time. Um, tell me about golf. You golfed this last week. I did. I've so, never golfed. So I've, when you brought this, this topic up, the reason I thought it'd be a good one is because I think it's a common dad thing, right? Um, yeah. And I'm, I would call myself an avid golfer. Uh, a golf yeah. quite a bit as much as Katie will let me. Um, the summer before Ben was born, I tried to golf every single weekend. Um, that was like the goal. I don't think we even came close to accomplishing it, but uh, we tried. Um, so golf. Yeah. I 
I think you're going to have to ask me a couple of questions because I can't yeah. necessarily just come out and tell you this is what golf is. I can. You got 13 clubs in a bag and you try and hit a small white ball into a hole at the other end of measured distances anywhere from 130 to 620 yards. Um, right. Did, and each hole has a par number that you're supposed to hit that only the good golfers hit. Um, right. So that's the general idea of the sport of golf. But what do you want to know about golf? Yeah. So let's start from the beginning. It started in Where Scotland. Where does it come from? Scotland. Yep. Okay. Okay. So. The oldest golf course golf. in the world is uh, St. Andrews, which is in Scotland. You're in Detroit. The British Open uh, was at last year. Okay. Um, why so many clubs? I guess, okay, I lied. Let's start. So there's 18 holes, correct? Correct. Or nine, depending uh, on how much you want to play. You can cut it in half. Do you know why? You may not. I didn't prep you with any questions I was going to ask. I have no idea, actually. I, I've... It wasn't always 18 holes. Because I know, like St. Andrews, they've had to add the last three holes. That On 17 on St. Andrews, you have to hit over the road because they ran out of space. Oh. And there was a, and there's a <laughs> hotel uh, like right next to the tee shot. So you have to hit over the hotel. Um, so it used to be 15 holes, I think, and then they added the last three holes um, more recently. And by uh, when I say it used to be, that could be anywhere back to, like, the 1200s because that's how right. old golf is, like, 12 to 1400s. Um, yeah. And then uh, and then they added a few more holes, but I have no idea why 18 is the number. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's start from your very first hit. Okay. What's the setup? How are you hitting? How are you choosing clubs? Oh Give me that kind of thing, right? Oh, boy. Like, there's a lot of things that are involved in golf, right? The wind. I see people pick up grass and, like, let it fly, uh, lick the ball, whatever it may be. I don't think you're allowed to lick the ball. I think that's illegal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, and I only say that because there was a hack on that, like, was famous on, like, TikTok and Facebook or whatever about putting chapstick on your driver and they said that would make your ball oh, fly really? straight and it did and now you're not allowed to have foreign substances on your driver when you hit the ball on the tour interesting um so all right the goal of golf right is to get the small white ball in, in the hole in the hole at the end of the right. right the US why so many clubs and obviously that yeah. leads into your question about how do you choose which clubs to hit um, right. The reason you have so many clubs is because each club is set at a different angle, right? So you have mm -hmm. a, a metal pole that goes straight down and then a club head, which is set at a bunch of different angles. Um, anywhere, right. I don't even know what the lowest angle is, but like my driver, which is technically the furthest club in my bag, right? I have a 10 and a half degree driver. That means the angle is only 10 and a half degrees. Okay. Okay. I also have a club that's 60 degrees. Huh. Okay. So that's everywhere in between there, roughly about four degrees different. Now there's big jumps, right? So like a driver goes to a three wood, which goes to a five wood, which goes to a, a four iron, right? Those are bigger jumps because you're not, if you're, Hitting that club, you're going to be 250 yards away. There's not really a reason for you to have a 235-yard club and a 255-yard club, right? Because you're going to be roughly that distance away. Mm -hmm. But as you get closer to the green, you have to be more precise. So um, a 56-degree club and a 60-degree club can be only 10 yards difference between each other. But that could mean the difference between being in the bunker behind the green or even, you know, like way over the green and right next to the hole. Because 10 yards, like when you're that close, 10 yards is a huge difference because you're, right. you know, theoretically popping it up the air and landing it on the green. So when it comes to, to choosing your club, uh, two things really. What can you hit is a main thing for people who are not very good. Um, like 
can I can <laughs> I hit this club and get distance on it? And then two, if you have like the ability and know like roughly how far to hit a club, you're like, okay, I know I have a seven iron. It goes 165 yards, 170 yards. I'm gonna hit my seven iron because that's how far out I am or whatever. So that's mm-hmm. what it comes down to. Okay. Um. So that's kind of the basis of the clubs. Yep. Um. Now, are there any when it comes to like golf balls themselves? Okay. Are you a brand man? Do you have a brand of golf ball that you stick to? Uh, I'm a big fan of the Kirkland balls, the Costco okay. brand, um, <laughs> mainly because they're cheap. Uh, but no, yeah. I, I, I'll buy whatever is on sale. Um, I am not nearly skilled enough to be able to to so. The whole thing with the golf ball is like how soft it is versus how firm it is, how much spin it has, how much all of those things are for golfers that are much, 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 much better than I am. I, my, when you get really good at golf, like Mm -hmm. three to five feet matter immensely, right? One way or another. So if you have a golf ball, that's going to cut all your strokes by, or cut all your, your clubs by say two yards, three yards, that's a huge difference compared to, because when you're used to putting it a certain distance away from the hole so you can use a second club, all that kind of stuff, it changes all that calculus, right? Um, And that could be to spin because you have more spin on it. It could be because it's softer, it doesn't go as far, whatever it is, right? All of that is really important. If I land within 15 to 20 feet of the hole, that was a good shot. Doesn't matter from where. Does not matter from where. Right. Um, because that's I I'm not I'm not a super skilled golfer. So for me, that doesn't matter. Right. I have so much leeway. I have so much so I just go with whatever's cheapest that's not like gonna fall apart when I hit it. And mainly right. that's like the okay. Costco brand balls. Right. Um so each hole has a par, yep. right? Um, when you go over that par, you get negative, correct? You get more. No, you get positive. You want the lowest score positive, in golf. Right, you want lowest in golf. So a hole in one. What how many what does that get you? Minus two. Minus two. So why is it why is it scored that way? Because hole in ones well, technically you can have a hole in one on a par four if you really are a crazy right. person, right? But for the sake of argument, we'll call it a par three. So par threes are generally between 125 to like 215 yards okay mm-hmm. um and that's because it you're theoretically should be at the bottom of the cup in three swings okay so right off the tee one putt two putt that's it um and you should be done least the least. okay so when you have it further out and you use driver you can't like you're not very precise, right? I talked about the the distance and things like that. When you have a flat driver like I have, like everybody has, a flat driver, you don't get spin, you don't get the the stop it, it rolls forever. You can't really like driver distances are anywhere from like 230 40 yards to like 315 yards, right? Whatever that that um variance is. So, you just aren't as precise. Par threes is all about being precise. That's the point of them. You want to get it as close to the hole as possible. So if you get a right. hole, if you get a hole in one, it's par three. You only use one of your shots, and then so you get two, which is minus two. So you're two under par. Okay. So if you get a hole one and the first one, hole in one on the second, are you at negative four now? Technically, yeah. You okay? All right. It's not going to happen. All in one happens like once in a blue moon. But technically, <laughs> sure. Let's start with something more realistic. If you birdie the first two holes, right? So if it's okay. two. Which you, is? Uh, minus one. Okay. Okay. So it's a birdie eagle and then an albatross is one, two, and three. Why? I don't know. I don't make the rules. <laughs> I just know the rules. I didn't make them. Uh, yeah. Okay. So... If you birdie the first two, say it's two par fours, which is like a normal thing. For the most part, on a per nine, you will have two par threes 
trying to think one or two par fives that's there's optional so you have two par threes we'll say two par fives and then five par fours so that's nine um so par fours are, are the most common league on any golf course um so let's say you start two par four par four and you birdie both which means that you hit off the tee from the you hit to the middle of the fairway from the fairway you land on the green and then you only have to putt once say you putt it and you drain it both times um then you would start minus two right so minus one on the first hole minus one on the second hole gotcha gotcha okay um so how often do you do 18 holes versus nine holes and why one why would you do nine holes and not all 18 so now we're i think we're going to get in a little bit more on bringing it all back to like parenting and finding the time to do it and hobbies and things like that so ideally i would always golf 18 i Mm -hmm. very much enjoy just being out there and golfing i also think like one of the biggest appeals to golf is that you can do the exact same thing a professional can, right? You're going to do it much worse. You're going to be much, much worse at it. Your score is going to be crazy, but you can walk out and play the same sport as a professional does any day of the week. Use the same clubs, use the same balls, use the same like clothes and shoes, whatever you want. You can do that any day of the week, right? So you can basically Mm -hmm. pretend to be a professional. That's like one of the big appeals to golf is that you can be like that. Um, and they right. play 18. Um, so it also, a lot of courses, like when they get busy, like during the summertime and peak hours, they only sell 18s because they know they'll still sell out and they can sell yeah. 18s. Um, so all that say, if I could, I would always do 18. I'm getting to a place now where uh, I should back up. On a good day, an eighteen uh, an eighteen takes four hours. Okay. Um, some days, so like DeRoja and I, uh, our buddy DeRoja, him and I, we golfed in Traverse City on Thursday of last week. It was a Thursday. It was at noon. It was still up north, so like it still was not super busy yet because the summer hasn't hit yet. We golfed a f- uh, full eighteen in three hours and forty minutes. Okay. And we even got caught a little bit. Like we could have knocked that out in three hours and 30 minutes if we were. So like that's cruising pace on right. the exact flip side of that. I've had six hour round, 18 hole rounds. Oof. So it all just depends if you're waiting for people, the golf courses try and make as much money as possible. So they pack you in as tight as possible. So like theoretically it takes you about 10 minutes to play a hole. Okay. Okay. Like, that's what it should be. So, golf courses theoretically should set tee times every 10 minutes, right? So, we'll say starting at six o'clock in the morning until seven o'clock at night when they stop taking tee times. This is assuming it's summertime and it's, you know, light at five, right. dark at 10. Six to six, we'll call it. It should be every 10 minutes. Golf courses have been pushing that and pushing that and pushing that. And I've had golf courses stack them up every every four minutes. Oh wow! And it's always the cheap courses, right? So like it's cheap. Right. You go there, you just you're going to get backed up. Um. So all that to say, when choosing between eighteen and nine, two kids, Katie's at home all the time. I'm at work all week, and then I'm going to take one of my weekend days and basically take half of it to go play golf. Uh, yeah. It's just not as feasible right now with young kids and the way things are going. So um, I'll probably, uh, it was nice. I took this, you know, I was on a trip. I didn't have kids. We were able to golf two 18s on, on two different days. Um, And, uh, but moving forward, I'll probably have to do nine uh, except for like special occasions, like father's day. I'll ask Katie if I can go golf uh, and I'll do a full 18, things like that. But like for the most part, I'll have to go back to nines because I just don't have the time to do, uh, a full 18 with Katie with the kids. Right. Um, so what are, I've heard of scramble. Sure. What so, is a scramble compared to regular ass golf? Great question. Because the first time I golfed this year was uh, for a charity scramble. So 
scrambles are when it's a team game. Okay. So golf inherently is a solo game. You just play it by yourself and that's the way it goes and count your own score. That's kind of the beauty of golf too, right? Is like, just go out and just do it. Yeah. You don't need a second body. Droz and I are really bad. So we compete against each other, but like if I'm shooting a crazy high score and he's not, it's not like he's doing anything to me. I'm just having a bad day. So when I get upset, I'm only upset at me. I'm not mad at yeah. him. I'm not mad at the the other golfer. I'm only upset at me because I'm having a bad day. That's kind of the beauty of it. Scramble, on the other hand, is a team format. Um, and there's a couple different ways to play it, but the most common way is a, a a best ball scramble is what they call it. So all four of you hit your first shot, okay? And then you pick the best one of those four. Mm. You all bring your balls to that spot, and you all hit four shots from that spot. Then you pick your, gotcha. the best shot out of those, and then you all same thing. And then you know, so we'll call it a par four for for ease. Driver pick the best drive. Everyone goes to that spot. From that spot, everyone hits their best chip. Whoever's closest to the pin, you pick that one. And if you make, if one of the four of you makes that first putt, that's a birdie. And then par if if you don't, right? So gotcha. then you take the best score out of that. Um, there's a bunch of different other ones you can do. Like I've seen a few different scrambles that are like, take the best score on the hole. So you play your ball for the hole, but then you just take whoever got the best score, um, Mm -hmm. which is a little bit more fair. If you think about like, you're not necessarily like picking your ball up and going to whoever has the best position. You have to actually like make a score on the hole, but, um, for the most part, it's, it's best ball. So you just go to the ball. That's the best spot. Um, To give you an example of how that can change, okay? So, the scramble I played, um, our reoccurring characters in this show, our buddy DeRosa, me, <laughs> uh, my father-in-law, Tom, right? Yeah. And then our buddy, Ron, who I, no, okay. we don't talk all the time, but our buddy, Ron, okay? Of not the, his real name. Not his real name. Of the four <laughs> of us, Ron is the only one that's a pretty good golfer, right? So, on, on right. average, he's somewhere between, like... Okay, real quick. Sure. He's good at too much. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's too handsome and good at too much and smart. You know, I I don't know what to tell you. He just is. He's just not. It's not just quite fair. I'm just throwing my 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 quarrels. Um. So he, on average, shoots like a I would say a plus eight to a plus twelve. Okay, we'll call it in that range. Okay. I, on the other hand, shoot like a plus twenty five. Okay. That's so. That's the range. DeRosia, Tom, and I are probably all in the same range, and then and Ron's the only one that's like a a pretty decent golfer, I would say. Okay. Of the in that scramble, we shot a minus ten. Oh wow! So like that's how scrambles can work, right? Where it's like right. you take three not so great golfers and then one decent golfer, but when you can pick the best ball. Yeah. Right. And it wasn't like we just used Ron's score because then we would all be plus eight or whatever. Right. It's right. It's when you use the best ball, you can, it's like, I think the team that won was minus 18. That means they averaged a birdie on every single hole. So, yeah. And I mean, they were all good golfer, like all really good golfers. So that's to be expected. But like, that's how these things go is you just, you have a good, you have four chances at the same shot. Basically it's basically like, right. uh, and everybody. So like if I have a pretty good drive, it makes up for the mistakes of everybody else. Right. And then we can all just, you know, Oh, mm-hmm. I shanked mine out of bounds. Well, that's all right. I got one in the fair. We'll just use mine. Right. It just right. erases basically all the mistakes. So it's, it's just, so it's still golf. It's still a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of times they do it for charity, but right. It takes a lot of the competition out of it too, right? Because it's just your team on, on the whole. So you're not even like when DeRoge and I play by ourselves, it's like, oh, I got a bogey. You got a par. You win that hole, right? Right. When you're scrambling, you're not, you don't even know what everybody else's scores are. You have no idea. You're just, right. it's just the four of you playing golf together. So it's less competitive, more fun. Um, just a different way to play it. Okay. Um, why the attire? I I don't have an answer for you. Uh, now, 
when you say the attire, describe a golfer to me. Uh, I would say most golf courses. I don't know if it's true or not. Um, but have a uh, oh my god, what do you want to call it? Not like oh my god, a wardrobe, a uh, dress code. Uh, anyway, dress a dress code. code. Jesus, they, they call it uh, golf attire. Is what they call it. Right. So decent shorts, polo shirt, um, good sneaks or golf shoes. Um, you can't just roll off in a t-shirt and jeans and your converse or flippy floppies and hit whack a ball. So what you got to understand is that golf was this quote unquote gentleman's game. Right. I've heard it said to me that it's gentlemen only ladies forbidden is why they named it golf. I don't know if that's true. I have no idea. But that's that is how I was that's how somebody told me one time that that's how that that name came about. I have no idea. But so the, you, that's how it was. The other thing about golf is you don't necessarily have to be that athletic to play it. I think that's one of the big right. draws about it. If you have never watched golf or been it Go Google John Daly. Like, that man smoked three packs a day and drank 12 Diet Cokes and was, like, beat Tiger in major championships. Like, it's, it, you don't necessarily have to be the most athletic person um, because however you get those yards, you get those yards, right? Um, so, people would play it dressed up right like it was a country club it was a rich person game it was the people that always right. wore the the fancy clothes uh it's not it's becoming less and less than that now which is phenomenal it's great to grow the game the game is growing immensely um during the pandemic it like skyrocketed because it was a great way to like get outside and be outside right um right so it is um it's growing immensely it's becoming a huge part of the the culture but I would say even 50 years ago, it was a rich person country club game that you only played if you had a membership. Okay. Yeah. And with that came rich people clothes. It, they expected you to have some decorum when you were playing golf. So you yeah. had to wear dress clothes and you had to wear in like the most ridiculous athletic pants with plaid all over them. Right. Like yeah. they, there, that was, that was the way it was. Um, so some of that still comes through like uh here's something wild. Um men on the professional tour cannot wear shorts. Oh really? You have to wear pants. You can't wear shorts. So sweaty. Yeah, oh yeah. And remember, this is a summertime sport and they play it yeah. in like Florida. Like Yeah. So it's it's ridiculous. The innovations that have come from it are wild. Like the the golf pants now are like it's it's crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like old fashioned, like mindset still, and it's slowly getting there. It's changing all the time. Uh, the women can wear like for a long time, they had to wear, uh, like skirts, uh, and now they can wear shorts. They can wear, um, things like that. The men now, um, have something called a blade collar, which is like, um, like instead of your traditional, like up and over polo collar, it's just like a thin little, like extra fabric around the outside that looks a little bit more fashionable, but it's also like way more athletic. Like it's basically just a small collar on an athletic shirt. And so they're starting to get to a point where I'm sure they will get away from it. But uh, I would never imagine them to play in like basketball clothes. For sure. Um, Do you think that they start anytime so early just to like get as many people in as possible? 100%. Daylight to dusk. Yeah. They'll start it. Yeah. I've I've had a five fifteen tea time before. Okay. Meaning I woke sure. up at four forty five right. to be on the golf course at five fifteen. Thanks, Rooney. Um, um I've never done that again. That was way too early. I think I was done in like three hours. I was done by like eight o'clock. Um good way to get your exercises. I mean, it was. It was nice. It was a very nice morning, but um, but yeah, they'll as soon as the sun comes up, tea time start, and they'll go until four hours because that's technically pace of play, 
which is like what mm-hmm. the golf course expects you to play at, is four and a half hours for most courses. Right. Okay. So they'll go until four and a half hours from sundown. So if sundown's at like ten o'clock, they go until six or five thirty. Gotcha. Okay. So, um, um, that's that's the goal. When do you think is the best time to play? Like during the day. It depends on the time of year. Um, you can't beat like, like this past Thursday. It was sixty-five degrees and sunny at noon, right? And that's yeah. like perfect weather. Perfect weather. It's not too hot. It was, sun was out. It was breezy. I still had shorts and a polo on. It was like perfect weather, right? Now in July, if you were out there past, like that's why I set a five fifteen tea time because it was supposed to be a hundred and five that day. Right. I've been like at a ten a.m. tea time. You're coming off at like two thirty. You've just been in the hottest part of the day. Like it, it's you're yeah. you're dying and you're sweating and you have to drink gallons and gallons of water. So, um, on the good news, you're wearing shorts in a in a athletic polo, right? So like you're kind of built for the warm weather. But I would say my favorite time to golf is early morning, like seven thirty, seven o'clock ish. Um, okay. It's not busy. It's not backed up. The weather is still like during the summertime. It's still like cool. Um, there's a little dew on the ground so you can see how the putts rolled for the guys in front of you. Yeah, like, yeah. You can see the lines in the grass. So you can be like, all right, so it breaks <laughs> a little bit to the right. It breaks a little bit to the left. So uh, like 730 is probably my ideal golfing time. Okay. Um, uh, why, why do you think this sport, this is my last question, is so appealing to the dads? I think I mentioned part of it already. I think right. two major parts I mentioned. One, you don't have to be overly athletic. And not to to say that we dads are not overly athletic, but I would consider myself an athletic person. I've played sports my entire life. I yeah. have played pretty high-level sports. I consider myself an athletic person. I have not. I did 25 push-ups uh, the other day just to see if I could still do it. Um, yeah. And like this, it's just, I I feel that man. Right. Like I used to, I would, this is so we've talked, we're going to cover high school sports eventually, but like I used to practice for two hours, have an extra practice with a private coach an hour after that, and then do a hundred pushups and a hundred sit-ups because somebody told me one time that that's what champions do. (laughs) And I, the other day did 25 on a whim and I'm still sore. You know, yeah. like I, it's, that's just what it is. I don't have any time. All of my free time is yeah. taken up by kids. I don't have time to go. Right. Um. So you don't have to be over the, over, overly athletic. Like you're not running from base to base. You're mainly walking and taking a cart. That's number one. Yeah. Number two Um. is the time it takes. Like you can just mm-hmm. get out of the house for four hours. And I think that's like a big draw. Um. So that that's a huge appeal is getting out, and then three, the it's at its core it's social. That's the yeah. other thing we miss as as like parents just in general is finding time to be social. I I, I use a couple of different things, but like I would, video games are, yes they're a great hobby, yes they're what, but for me it's a way to can maintain contact with my friends, right? Right. It's it's a way to chat and 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 do something at the same time. So it's a hobby and socializing. And it works for me. Golf is the same way. I'm in a golf cart for four hours with my best friend, right? So like I can we yeah. can just chat and talk about everything and nothing all at the same time. And that's it's just connection. Uh, it really it's a lot of times I'll come home and can be like, How was golf? And I'm like, It's fine. I wasn't really even paying attention to it. I was thinking about a million things. I was enjoying being in the sunshine. I was enjoying being outside and like hanging out with my buddy. And that was it. Um, right. Uh, and then lastly, uh, the beer, you can just drink beer on the course. And like, right. I love that. I name, I, well, <laughs> I could do that in softball too, but then I also had to run, you know, around the bases and that would, that's true. That's not ideal, but like I can sit in a cart and drink beer and like, just enjoy my day. Yeah. That's it's it's ideal. So it really it sets up. It's a casual game. It's a social game. Um, you also don't have to pay attention to score. I will say as it's gotten more popular, 
Um, it took me a while to get started to get to a point where like I would consistently keep score, but my main goal is not to shoot a low score in golf. It's to not drag down the everybody else that I'm playing with. If that makes sense, right? Gotcha. Yeah. If you're shanking balls out of bounds, skip a hole. Don't yeah. you know if you're if you hit three and they've just been topped right in front of you and they just keep rolling, skip a hole. Just move on. Yeah. You don't, you know, try again next hole. If especially if you've never like if this is your first time going into it, if you're first, you're going to not be very good. It's just the way it is. Nobody right. I shouldn't say nobody, but you're just you have no idea what you're doing. You don't know how it's going, yeah. you know. So embrace the parts of it that brought you out here, which are the social aspect and the drinking beer while you're in a golf cart and Okay, swing the club a few times. If it's not hitting, you don't then it's fine. If you really do want to learn, maybe go take a lesson or two beforehand. I mean, right. that's what you do on a ski hill, right? You go take a lesson to make sure right. you know how to go down the hill. Go take a lesson to make sure you just know how to swing a golf club. That's all that matters. You don't have to worry about reading greens and what club to use and when to you. Right. Go take one lesson just to figure out how to swing a golf club and then go golf. That's it. Sure. Awesome. Well, thank you about educating me. Thank you for educating me about golf. You're welcome. Uh, you're a real hero. Uh, one day I'll swing a stick at one of these little balls. It'll come right after um, you beat a video game for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good, good. Well, one day uh, I want you to drag me out there. Drag me out there, and we'll do uh, um, a takeover, an Instagram all-day. I love it. Let's watch. Now that's big dad balls. energy, Joe. That is right there. I'm in for it. Um, cool. Well, thank you all so much for listening. We really appreciate you. Well, if you haven't already, give us a like, a comment, subscribe, a rating, a review, all that jazz uh, anywhere you listen to this podcast because that helps us out so much. Um, and thank you so much to Planet Ant for having us on their podcast network. Hey, if you haven't yet, go follow us on social media. We're at Big Dad Energy Pod on Instagram. And, I'm sorry, on Twitter and Facebook. We're at Big Dad Energy Podcast on Instagram. Uh, so go follow us there. We've got a lot of good stuff going on. Posting about every episode. Every time we have a new episode, we post on Instagram. Um, if you don't have notifications enabled on um, wherever you get podcasts, you can always go follow us on Instagram. And you'll see when we post. Um, and so go follow us there. So thank you guys so much for listening every week. We appreciate you. And uh, I especially appreciate you uh, letting me talk about, uh, talk about golf because I talk about that all the time. So thank you guys so much. For, I appreciate it. I'm Jared Spansky. I'm Joe Lopez. Remember, click strong twice for you. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.